0: Welcome to the Mission Remix Podcast. Throughout history, God has been on mission to redeem the world and reconcile those living within it to himself. The gospel which serves to accomplish this remains the same, but the styles and ways God's people on mission locally frame it for those in their own culture and neighborhoods change. Like some artists, ministers with a mindset to carry out God's mission where they live They take the familiar words of a song and then arrange it and mix it to have a fresh hearing to their own audience who needs to hear it. These are their stories. These are their methods. This is the Mission Remix Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Mission Remix Podcast. I'm Tico Montoya along with my co-host here, Brian Sadler. Brian, how are you doing today? Hey,
2: I'm doing fantastic. I'm really excited about today's podcast.
1: All right. Well, welcome. Welcome, everybody. And uh, thank you for listening in today as we journey through what it means to live a missional lifestyle and what that looks like in the diverse area of Houston. God is at work all over the world. through some amazing people. We have the opportunity to see and hear about where God is moving in the Houston area today. So today's guest, Brian, today's guest is Sergio Garcia. So I'm going to go ahead and make this now. It's not the golfer.
2: Right. So For those of y'all
1: listening, some of y'all may know golf. It's not the golfer. It's the pastor, even better. He He is the pastor and founder of Caruso Grace Church here in Houston. He and his wife uh, work together, and uh, we welcome Sergio. So welcome, Sergio.
3: Appreciate that.
1: All right. And so today, I'm going to start us off by reading um, a verse. And I found this verse, and it's found in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verses, uh, or chapter 5, sorry. Second Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, it says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us unto himself through Christ and gave us a ministry of reconciliation. Mm. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting, on men's, sin, not counting men's sins against him. And he has committed to us, And these are great words to remind us and to lead us into this amazing ministry of Caruso Grace Church that y'all work through here in Houston. So, um, Sergio, as we begin, let's go ahead and give us a brief introduction of yourself, your family, um, and the church that God has called you to start here in Houston.
3: Well, definitely. Thank you um, for the opportunity. I appreciate that. So, my name is Sergio Garcia, um, and yes, not the golfer, but...
2: I was going to ask him about Augusta. I was going to ask him about Augusta the (laughs) Gulf. Yeah, yeah,
3: I don't have his swing, so (laughs) So I I wouldn't make it. But I tell you what, though, uh, the Lord has entrusted us with the mission Mm, uh, to take it there to the center of Houston, downtown area, which we're located just on the north side of downtown Houston. Uh, If you're familiar with that area, it's I-10 and Main Street, and uh, just north of that. Um, Now, a little bit about myself and my family. So um, I'm I'm married. uh, It's been a blessing, uh, the the journey that we've been in. Uh, My wife is also in the front lines with me. Uh, We have uh, five kids. Uh, Well, they're not kids no more. The the youngest is already going to turn 21. Um, And I have two grandbabies. All right. A a grandson and a granddaughter. So, um, yeah, all the white hair that I have now is you know, it was my kids, now it's my grandkids, you know, adding to it. But no, it's it's definitely a, a joyful time being able to involve them in, into what we've been doing. And um, so, yeah, so we planted the church there. Uh, March 3rd of 2013 is when we had our, our actual launching date. And so, you know, we, we it's it's been quite a journey, especially trying to do ministry in the heart grounds of the inner city.
1: Mm. Mm-mm. And and God called you to start this church, and I think I even read on your website to you know about living among the people that you serve. Why is that so important to
3: you guys? Yeah. So there's a a passage in the, the Gospel of John that 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 really rocked my world and the way I saw uh, ministry. Uh, it, it, it it brought in what we would call incarnational type of ministry. And so uh, in the scriptures, it says that the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And so that dwelt is that Jesus pitched a tabernacle, like he, he made his home amongst the people. And so we know that Jesus was born in the margins and he continued to do life in the margins. And so, if this is what Jesus modeled for us, we really felt the conviction to follow in those same footsteps. So that's why we ended up moving in, into the community. Uh,
2: explain us uh, some more about the uh, incarnational ministry. Uh, you're talking about, you know, the word becoming incarnate. In the beginning it was the word, and the word became God. And uh, I think that's where you're going with that. So, just for everyone who may not. Mm-hmm. Have a good understanding of that incarnational ministry. It's, I like that a
3: lot.
1: Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah. So I, I'll give you a, a quick little backstory to this. So um, when we first moved into the neighborhood, uh, at that time I was driving with my my son, and you know he was pretty young already at that age, and um, and we we drove by this uh, bank, and there was a big dumpster outside, and uh, that this man was you know, going into the dumpster and trying to pull things out. And my son turns around and looks at me and he's like, man, dad, like, look at what that guy is doing. You know, mm. uh, like it, he was kind of blown away cause he hadn't seen stuff like that. And I mean, you're in the hood, you see mm. all kinds of stuff. And so I, I told him, I said, son, God has called us to move here to reach people like, like that guy that you see there. I said, because, Jesus did the same thing Hmm. to us. Jesus left his kingdom to come to this earth that's really a trash in comparison to the kingdom that he's from. And he moved here to reach people like us. And so we're modeling the same thing. So it's something that we say we teach it, model it, and celebrate it. And that's one of the things that we uh, do consistently in there.
2: Yeah, I I just think that's such a solid definition of what what we as Christians are actually called to do. And um, so thank you for explaining that a little further. I think that's, that's really going to be great for everyone to hear oh, and yeah, to, to yeah. understand that. Especially
1: getting your family. I mean, your, your, your kids involved or, yeah. you know, eventually grandkids yeah. to be exposed to that. Um, and I, I kind of want to go back real quick, you know, in the importance of living where you serve. Um, how was that transition for you guys? I mean, where did y'all come from and when y'all um, moved there and then how was that transition? Yeah, for you
3: So, so, um, it it wasn't easy. Um, I know, I mean, me and my wife grew up in an environment like we moved into. And so normally you, you're, you know, some of the, the sayings that we have growing up in the streets, like, you know, once you get out of the hood, you don't come back to the hood. Well, that wasn't what God had called us to do. God called us to move back to the hood, uh, to bring hope again to the people that had no hope. And so, um, one of the struggles was, you know, my wife and I were like, we're going to have to move back because we were staying in Spring Branch at that time. Okay. Uh, and so we weren't going to move back because it was kind of that conversation that was creating tensions. But at that time, the economy actually tanked. Uh, so I used to work in a construction job, you know, like 60 hours a week. And, mm. you know, my, my construction job just tanked at the same time our, our, um, You know, the contract for our apartment was being renewed and we're in the process of trying to find a house. And so with the economy tanking and it it, it did a ripple effect with everything else, Um, just just domino. Yeah. So it was like that perfect storm where God brought us both to our knees and we're like, okay, Lord, it's a Jonah moment right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jonah moment. There Either we surrender to what you're calling us to do is going or it's gonna be havoc for a long time. Mm. And so we surrendered to God's call and, and we moved into the neighborhood and we began to see like clearly that this is what God had defined for us to do. Wow.
1: Wow. I mean that that's a big step. That's that's a huge step. Now so,
3: how
2: old were your kids at that time? So I know you said you had five. Yeah,
3: uh so probably our youngest was maybe about 10 maybe uh so i mean yeah there were so i mean young. the reason i
2: bring it up because i'm thinking that you know that's a huge trans transaction transition mm-hmm. you know um, no
3: no yeah it was because i mean we we definitely had to be educating our kids even uh, while being outside where we stay at right next door is a homeless shelter so you find a lot of traffic through there. And so the reality is that sometimes people are doped up.
2: Absolutely. And, and,
3: you know, there have been times that, you know, people are laid out in the front yard, like, you know, all drugged out. And so we had to communicate early on off to our kids. Look, past a certain time, we don't want you outside. Mm. If you hear gunshots, we need you to hit the floor. Like Mm. these are trainings that we were doing with our kids, but, you know, it's sad to say, but that was the kind of environment that that's there. Um, and so for maybe for about a few years, we had been already homeschooling our kids. Mm-hmm. So when we moved there, you know, we continued the homeschooling process. But uh, one of the convictions that the Lord really put press in our hearts is that the people that we were reaching, their kids were not in homeschool. They were in the public school. So how can we identify with their hurt and with their suffering when they're telling us like the struggles they're going through. And we're like, Oh, well, you know, we
2: can't relate. <laughs> we
3: can't relate Cause our kids are doing good inside the, you know, inside our living room. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. so that was one of the things that another thing that we uh, processed through and brought before the Lord. And so, you know, we checked our kids into the public school. So that was like, Oh Lord Jesus.
1: I mean, like you said, I like what you said. He called you, he called y'all. He called you out of where you were. And said, "Hey, I need you." And and there's gonna be and there's gonna be some adjustment period for that. But he was over that whole process yeah. with y'all, and he led y'all. And like you said, you had to hit your knees, right? I mean, I, I and that that's true. I'm sure you and your wife had to hit your knees because, it's like, God, why? I did. We didn't want to come back here.
3: Yeah, I,
1: I we love what you said the the Jonah moment. He's like, why, 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 yeah. Why? yeah. You know,
3: and, and so yeah, it was definitely a, a, a one of those wrestling moments with the Lord and. Just bringing clarity, but, I, I, you know, we really felt a deep conviction that God was clearing our path. Like, every time we thought about that direction, it felt like there was a sun shining on that side, mm-hmm. you know, so we're mm-hmm. like, all right, Lord.
2: It's amazing how things work out, isn't it, mm-hmm. when we're in God's will and we're following what we believe sincerely to be God's will and how what appeared to initially may maybe be obstacles, you know, just suddenly— Resolve because the lord is taken care of it
3: yeah amen to that because i know i mean even financially um i mean i took a hit at that construction company like yeah, like sure. literally i was i was making good money at the i was an, a, a foreman you know to a shop so i was making good money you know my wife was able to homeschool so we were able to depend on on you know just my salary mm-hmm. and then when all that changed it's like Bam. <laughs> yeah. wow yeah, yeah. You had to make some of those adjustments. Yes. And, and
1: so when God, like, and, and here in a moment, we're, we're going to talk about your area here. But, but when God calls you up, I mean, he doesn't just call you. He calls your family. You know, He's calling your family. He's calling your wife and your kids and, and the impact that that can make in, in your life, but in the impact life of others that you will be in. Because in, in those neighborhoods, to see a family, a family mm-hmm. that, that, that's living amongst them, that may be a little bit different, but to see in the context of that, to see that there's hope, you know, and, and that's why, you know, the, the scripture, you know, in Second Corinthians, you know, the old has gone, the new has come, mm-hmm. you know, it's that changeover. It's the message of reconciliation and to see God at work in your ministry area where we are. And, and here in South Maine, you know, Bill McMillan does such a great job as we know, you know, Bill, you mm-hmm. know, Bill. Oh, yes. And, uh, and so he does a great job of partnering with you guys, to say hey, where where's God at work? And it, we're going to invest in this because we believe in the ministry that you do because it is vital into that area. So
2: um, yeah, I mean, so let's just talk about like what what you what you do and what you guys do like in the trenches, man. So like, what are what are some of the issues that y'all are seeing and and facing? Like you know, addictions, divorce, is it gangs, is it weapons? Is it all of the above? Um,
3: yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean. Everything, yeah, I, everything that you would find in a underresourced, uh, you know, underprivileged community, uh, from, so the area where where we are at, uh, years back, I did like a little survey to kind of, you know, get a little bit of better feel to it, mm-hmm. and so there's a there there was at least ten halfway homes just in our community. Wow, ten halfway homes. These are. Exit homes where people that are coming out of prison are going into these homes before they go into, you know, society. Uh, society yeah. And so you, everything that comes along with that, you and it was just in that neighborhood. And, um, you know, we had, you know, several homeless shelters that are in that community as well. There's one right next door to my house. And so this is, this just that in itself prepares you for the, for, but what comes along with that, which is you know, um, addictions, you know, alcoholism, like all kind of stuff that that you see out in, in the community, uh, prostitution. You mm. know, uh, there's uh, what we call cantinas, which are bars, and you know, you you have human trafficking that takes place in those those areas, and so so it's a, a lot of stuff that that you would see. Um, darkness definitely has plagued that area. Um, sin has been tearing families apart um you know you have the reality of you know um families that their husbands have been you know deported and so the moms are trying to survive and they're trying to put bread on the table for the kids and you know kids are having to drop out a lot earlier from school because they're going to have to work to help mama out, you know. And so yeah. so you find a lot of that, you know, in so our So this is
2: like re- really, you know, hardcore stuff that, you know, issues that we're seeing. And a lot of times people will only see it on television yes. because they're not going to get out there in the flesh um, like you guys are doing. So how— um, do you minister to you know? Can you, can you give us an example yeah, of yeah. of a John Doe yeah, or yeah, a Jane yeah. Doe yeah you know, actually who may have been on drugs or maybe on whatever
3: yeah so uh, so we have more stories more stories of people that have um, not made it through. Uh, and and that's kind of the the weight you know you 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 would hope that all of them would receive it and man praise the lord Mm -hmm. uh but i'll give you one uh one that i'm uh remember closely in our early days um i was pulling into my house and uh this young man that was living next door at that shelter Mm -hmm. home i saw him walking and it was already kind of late and when i was pulling up man i felt this burning feeling in my heart to talk to him. And I was like, man, Lord, it's already, it's <laughs> night. I'm tired. I want to yeah. go inside already, but it just, one of those feelings that didn't leave you alone. And so I said, all right, I pulled up my, my window and I pulled up to him and I like, Hey, what's up, bro? Like, Hey, come over here. And, uh, later he told me, he goes, man, I thought when you pulled up, you were trying to sell me drugs or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I pulled up and he, you know, he he walks up. I get down. I say, "Hey, bro, my name's Sergio, man. What's your name?" And he told me his name and told me he had been living next door. I say, "Hey, I tell you what, man. Uh, uh, you know, I invite you to our church. Uh, you know, I can pick you up. We'll go out there and stuff." And um, he was like, "Man, you know, he was pretty excited about it and stuff." And uh, so, long story short, Sunday comes around. I never see him. He never pops up. I was like, "Man, Lord." You know, it was such a great conversation at night. I, you know, I really thought it was going to be fruitful. Well, come Monday, I'm coming back from, from work, and I see him walking down uh, Main Street. And from a distance, I saw him, and I I I pulled a U-turn on there, you know, one of those Dukes of Hazard movies, <laughs> <laughs> and pulled up on him, and I got off the car. And this dude's a tall, white guy, man, like tall dude, man. And so I go up to him and say, what's up, bro? What happened? Like, I missed you. Yeah. Like, I, I thought you was going to be right there inside my house so we could have taken out. He says, oh, man, I'm sorry, man. no." And he starts giving me all the kind of excuses. I said, bro, look, God is calling you. Are you tired of being sick and tired? Because if you are, now is the opportunity. Mm. If not, it's going to pass you up, man. And he was like, man, well, I'm going to tell you the truth, bro. He says, all my clothes is dirty. It stinks, and it, I'm embarrassed. I said, I tell you what, let's go to a Washeteria right now. We're going to go wash all your clothes. And so we did. There was a Washeteria a few blocks away from my house. I took him there. We started washing his clothes. I ran to the house. My ma- my wife had made some spaghetti. So I brought some spaghetti back, and we started eating it there at the washateria. And, man, he's just, like, blown away by yeah. me just being intentional. Yeah, and, that's and, incredible. And long story short, man, the Lord ended up um, – you know placing them uh, at a jack-in-the-box got his first job at a jack-in-the-box uh was working there for a good while then um one, a construction company came by and hired him to do uh the the wet saw using the That's wet side. route to cut mm-hmm. the concrete mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the streets so this this brother this thing, those <laughs> things are amazing by the way <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I the wet saws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i had to say that real quick Side note, right? Yeah, Yeah, no, it was a great job, man, like how the Lord worked through it. He ended up up being blessed with a good job about a little over a year. He invites me over to uh, his home, a little trailer home that he bought out there in Porter, Texas. And so I went to go visit, and then he says, man, Sergio, remember when I used to be homeless? Now I'm a homeowner, and this is Mm. because... You obeyed God in coming up to me, man. and you were able to, here's what you
1: know, you made yourself vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And when you make yourself vulnerable before Christ and God and at his throne, the things that God will work through you. and, and when he saw that that you were willing to make yourself vulnerable and just approach him, Guard down, say, "Hey, man, you know," and and then meet him, at, meet his needs. You made yourself vulnerable. Then guess what? He made himself vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Y'all were both at a place of vulnerability, in in, in certain areas, mm-hmm. and he was able to accept that. And I think sometimes we naturally put those walls up, you know, and yeah. say, "I don't want to be vulnerable."
3: Yeah, and 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 that vulnerability comes from us recognizing our desperate need for mm-hmm. grace, like mm. the the Lord has kept my heart in check with that because who am I <laughs> to, right. to bring judgment against anybody like that? Cause I was right. the, the, like Paul said, the chief of sinners, Absolutely. the worst of them all. all. Yeah. And so that, that's just, uh, uh, it gives you a proper perspective of self of God and of the people we're, we're called to read.
2: I mean, that is, is I mean, it is, is, gives me goosebumps in a good way, but literally the least of these man, Amen. I mean, you know, when when I was hungry, you fed me. When I needed I mean, clothes, I mean, you did clothing, it, man. Yeah. You did it in in the flesh and in real life. You know, um, that's that's solid. Yeah, that, that is that's really solid. That's
1: neat. Um, I, I gotta ask you, what what have been some struggles, early struggles in your ministry that y'all have faced? What are some of those early struggles?
3: Um, one of them is uh, building the trust with people in the community because one of the things that we were seeing is. They, they're, when the people in the community are hearing, oh, you know, it's a, it's a Christian church, okay, what goods are they going to give me? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'll say yes to any questions you have. You want to accept Jesus? Yes, as long as you give me something. Mm. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And so we had to deconstruct that kind of way, that kind of thinking, mm-hmm. um, and and be like that moment where, uh, you know, the, the Peter says, uh, you know, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you freely, which is Jesus. Right. And so that's, that's, that's us because, I mean, we're, we're a small church. We're not a big church where we can afford to give all kind of stuff. But I tell mm-hmm. you what we can do is give you of our life and give you of Jesus, you know, like and create those opportunities. And so that was one of the first challenges there, just um, deconstructing what the, the views that people had of the Christian church. Uh, and this went by continuously being intentional with building a relationship with people. Um, one of the other one of the other struggles is um, we didn't want people to see the church as just a, a give you goods type mm. moment. Um, yeah. Because our first two years we did all kind of different outreaches from giving you know backpacks to giving shoes, all kind of stuff. Which those are good; those serve it's good. Like don't get me wrong, they serve it's good. But what I was asking is. How many of those people are really being impacted, and how can we actually measure the impact that is being made? And like being honest, like do we see them coming back through? Are they following up with us? You know, when we do the follow-ups, are they staying connected? Like, do we see any of that? And you know, we would have like three to four hundred people turn out, and maybe one or two people that continue the conversation over a period of a month, and then that's it. They dwindled away. You know, like ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. We can keep doing that. So we kind of started changing our strategy, and we started um when we would do our our, our vacation Bible school. uh There was a, a kids that we would pick up right from Fifth Ward. So Fifth Ward is right next to us in the North Side. We're neighbors to each other, mm-hmm. and so we would pick up some of the kids from Fifth Ward and bring them over to Vacation Bible School. And so what we were seeing that there was just there was a, a great need that they were having, and. And there was a handful of them, I said, you know what? We can actually follow with them for a period of time, you know, following through like what kind of needs they have, what kind of needs their parents might have, what is their situation at home? And so the best way to approach that, is by creating these moments where we're building relationships with them. We're like, hey, Christmas coming around. What kind of gifts would you want? Oh, this is the kind of gifts. And then we go through, raise a little support, get some of those gifts, and we would take them to their home, mm. meet their parents, mm-hmm. drop off the gifts, and start building those relationships. And we began to see God at work in a a beautiful way that before we wouldn't have seen. One of the last you would say challenges that that we had confronted and there was the reality of of spiritual warfare in a place like that. Mm. I think sometimes we dismiss that reality that we do have an enemy that is trying to devour Mm. (laughs) families. And Mm, so when you get in the way of that, you know, you become a target for that. And so we early on off, that was a a mistake that I did. Uh, I should have equipped me and the rest of the group Um, to be more aware of that, you know, to to be able to spot that out when things were going in. Because, I mean, we we saw the enemy at work. I mean, we were going into places where the cantina was downstairs, the bar, and we're going upstairs where they had trap houses is what they call call it in the neighborhood where people are doing, you know, getting all drugged out and stuff. And we were going up there, man, and having Bible studies with some of the people that were up there. Oh, wow. So yeah. so I know somebody was getting pretty mad. I kid you not, when we would walk up those stairs, like, it just felt, like, muggy. It felt nasty. It just didn't feel right. We had to be prayered up, man, like, trusting in Jesus moment as we would go up there and minister the word. I tell you what, the the, the owner of the bar downstairs didn't like when I would pull up in my car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he didn't like it because little by little, uh, people started like dwindling away from there. And I tell you what, we were praying over that place to get shut down. And sure enough, man, praise be to God! Like a several months later, the city came and shut down the whole place. Oh, amen. Man, wow. I was like, man, praise be to God because <laughs> yeah, you man. know it shut down that place that was creating a lot of problems there. And so you know. Just darkness
1: is darkness. And and
3: And, and
2: spiritual warfare is absolutely real. It is. And and
3: there's there's a reason
1: why, you know, Jesus often went away to pray. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he knew those forces were were, were, were at work with, within within the realm that we, we work in as, as Christians and as God followers, Christ followers. He knew what his father called him to do, just okay. as you knew what the father called you and your family and wife and your ministry to do. And he said, I'm going to, you're going to be, we talked about this on Wednesday night in our class. We we're, were doing a discipleship class. We talked about being the salt and the light. Y'all, uh, you're being the salt and the light to that group and, and to that area of Houston, which frankly, can get forgotten, yeah. you know, and who wants to go, can anything good come out of the fifth ward? That's it. You know, That's it. and like, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it can. So, um, it, it is a blessing to to hear, uh, these, these stories that y'all are, that y'all are, where y'all are working, where God's at work inside through him Amen. who gives you strength Amen. to do these things.
2: Sergio, how can we pray for your, you and your church, um, and your ministry specifically, like, are there areas that you would target to say, you know, I mean, I know there might be general prayer needs, you know, but is there a specific area, like, well, mm-hmm. we do need help in X or Y or Z?
3: Yeah, so actually, right now, by by the grace of God, we we are um, starting the two areas right now. One is, uh, we, we, we started a, a coffee shop inside of uh, the church building, and so, the, the, the intention with the coffee shop is um, we wanted to create a safe place for students to be able to come mm. and have access to internet to do their work and uh, access to some good coffee and we have tea in there and everything uh, that we, we do there then is to create that, that, that place for people. Um, and so what we've been seeing is, is, you know, it's attraction that's taking place. We've uh, invited teachers from our our neighborhood to come out when we do certain little events. You know, we, we had like menudo and pozole and so.
1: Now you make me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So
3: you already know. And then another time we had this lady come and grill a lot of taquitos and stuff. Mm. So, you know, we, we, we love being able to break bread with people. And so we invite people to that. And so through the coffee shop has been kind of that springboard to, to uh, build those relationships with teachers in our neighborhood. And so through that, the Lord has opened up the, uh, you know, a door with, with several teachers in the middle school in our community that, that when before we couldn't have stepped foot in there, now we're being invited to the table, mm. which has been a huge blessing. We, we did some workshops, wood workshops with them, uh, you know, we we built some uh, benches for them. We invite, we got the kids. We were teaching them how to use the miter saw, how to use the drill, how to use a tape measure, speed square, the whole. You know, water no, saw. Not... What about
2: a water saw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it I mean, comes back, back around.
3: But yeah, so we, you know, and just seeing the excitement in the kids has been beautiful. You know, the kids have been excited with that. And so through that, it opened up the door for us to start another little smaller program called uh, Bible and Basketball. And so we we partnered with one of the teachers there that has been such a huge blessing to us. And, you know, he has a, such a huge heart for, for the students in, in the community and allowing us as the church to, you know, walk, walk with him in this has been it. Only God could have done this. And mm. So, uh, you know. We started with the, the, the students coming out. Maybe they're like 10, 10 kids that were coming out during the summer. Uh, just as of yesterday, they had about 30 students in there. Wow. And so these are students that are getting to hear the gospel every week behind Amen. enemy lines. Wow. Amen. Hearing the gospel. They play basketball, and, and you know, they, they, they have some—we we also get some food and stuff. and So it's just been beautiful to see those uh, relationships being built up, and so— all of these are strategic moves that God has called us to, because this is the overall mission. It's unleashing healthy disciples to go do life, uh, go do ministry where life already exists, mm. and so this is the places that we're we're going to, and just ministering the uh, the the ministry of reconciliation right yes. there. Amen. Right at work, right
1: in in front
3: of you. Amen.
1: To be able to to do that,
2: man. How can people? Um directly help um in those areas is there i mean can they give can they yeah uh, can they come and help serve or
3: yeah so definitely um Mm. one of the best ways to get a hold of us is through our uh social media i mean our social media presence is you know we're communicating weekly what what takes place uh through social media or even my my email to follow up um my my name sergio s-e-r-g-i-o at Geruso, that's K-E-R-U-S-S-O-G-R-A-C-E dot org. That's Keruso uh, They could email me. I could connect them to you know some of the stuff because we definitely will need volunteers. We definitely would need uh, you know people to help because we're going to do a few more projects, wood woodshop projects with the kids. So we're going to be uh, you know working towards that end. Um, you know, and it, it, so if you know how to handle a saw and all that, that'll be great. That'll yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, uh, we're going to do also a garden bed for one of the teachers there as well. So, you know, uh, so it'll be several little workshops that we'll be working along with the, the school. Uh, the, the other area is, yeah, if, you, if definitely the Lord moving you to giving, you can go to our website, uh, at grace.org uh, So. Uh, in our website, um, there's a tab right there for giving. You could go there and just drop in what okay. it's for. And,
2: and I was going to ask, is there is there a way on mm-hmm. via the website that they can give or donate?
3: Yes. Okay,
2: awesome. That's great. And what was the website address again?
3: It's a K-E-R-U-S-S-O-G-R-A-C-E.org, kerusograce.org. Okay.
1: Super. And, and what, what uh, social media platforms are y'all on? Instagram, Facebook, so, whatever y'all on? So
3: our two main ones is Instagram and Facebook. Uh, those are the two that are, you know, every Sunday morning we're using, uh, you know, the, our Facebook for our Sunday service. Okay. Uh, but throughout the week, you know, all the things that we're constantly doing, we're uploading it into our Instagram or our Facebook as well.
1: All right. Well, man, that, that's great. So for those of you out there, remember, take a look at their social media on Instagram. I guess it's uh, Caruso Grace um, Church. Yeah, um, just
3: Caruso Grace uh, okay. Facebook or Caruso Grace uh,
1: Instagram. Instagram. Okay. And you can go there. You can email Sergio at um, CarusoGrace.org and um and also you can give um, or you want more information go to their website carusograce.org as well so um to be able to have that well man thank you for joining us today this has been a blessing i I know i absolutely loved it it's Um, just great man it's been a
2: blessing hearing from you and and just the the in the trench stories of uh you know people out there living what they say they believe so thank you so much sergio and
1: i I want to leave us with 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 a, a verse, and I left this with, we, we, I talked about this with Charles Anderson uh, last week, and I just, I just love this verse, and especially in the trenches where you guys are. Um, Charles, in prison ministry, halfway houses, you talked about halfway mm-hmm. houses, which we talked about last week, mm-hmm. and now this week. And, and I want to read again in Luke chapter 4, um, something about Scripture, sometimes just repeating it over and over and just let it resonate with you. And so I want to read it again, Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 19. It says this. And this will be our prayer today as we as we get ready to to wrap up. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is what you guys are doing. You're right there. You're at you're at the king. You're in the kingdom of God. So thank you for for doing that. And being at work for God and in, in all of His glory and what He does, and we pray your bless our blessings, God's blessings upon you guys, as you work in that endeavor, and praying for your wife, and praying for your kids, and praying for your fellow ministers that are that are doing that in the churches in these ministries, Bible and basketball and the coffee shop, as y'all um, go and and reach the gospel in in a dark place to be the salt and. The light so Mm -hmm. thank you for joining us today and uh, we were brian thank you for being here too and um, we look forward to
0: to to hearing this and learn more about you thank you for tuning in to this episode of the mission remix podcast if you would like to hear more stories and conversations from those like our guests today who are living missionally in their own cultures and neighborhoods Be sure to hit like or click subscribe from wherever you're listening to this show. If this episode was encouraging and inspiring to you, feel free to share it with others who could use some encouragement too. The Mission Remix is a podcast of South Main Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas, where we work, support, and partner with many missionaries and pastors like the one you heard today around the greater Houston area. If you would like to know how you can further support mission endeavors like these, whether that be through generosity or service, you can email us at info at southmain.org. Until next time, keep living on mission for the sake of your own neighborhood.